Welcome to the Light Shine Church Sermon Podcast. I'm organizing pastor Rob Douglas, and I'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen to our weekly message. Well, um, many of us are thinking about the school year, sadly. Um, Some I know of you have already started school. Some are about to do so. But in August, in my mind, it's still summertime, a season when some of us take vacation, get away, enjoy God's amazing creation, maybe in a fun or new or different way. It's a season of rest and renewal. And that's our focus for this morning, receiving the Lord's invitation to come and to rest. Remembering that we're not just made for work, but we're also made for rest. So let's pray and then we'll open up the scripture together. Well, God, as we turn now to your word, to another passage in your word, Lord, we pray that you would illumine our minds, our hearts. Let us hear fresh reminders of your love and your grace. Give us ears to hear. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, well, we are in the book of Matthew, chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. These are perhaps familiar verses to us. Let's try as much as we can to hear them in a new way. Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Amen. All right. Well, this is just a couple little verses, a short little passage that's nestled in a larger section where Jesus is speaking to crowds of people. You remember, there are crowds of people following Jesus because they had heard that he had the power to heal them, to heal their diseases, and to heal their wounds. There were also crowds of people following Jesus because the way he interpreted the scripture was different than they had ever heard before. And there were crowds of people following Jesus because they were burdened by life lived under Roman occupation. And they listened to the words of Jesus and had this hope that maybe things one day might be different. Jesus here in this section is speaking to a weary people and he's promising them an easy yoke. Well, I don't know about you, but I don't typically use the word yoke, except when I'm maybe cooking eggs. And so let's take a moment to unpack this word. It has a couple meanings. First, a yoke, as you'll see here, is this piece of wood that fits around the neck of a large animal like an ox. We often see images like this of oxen, one ox, two oxen, oxen yoked together. The word yoke is a noun, but it's also a verb. These oxen wear a yoke 
but they are also yoked to one another. And they work as a pair because together they can pull a lot of weight, a lot more than just on their own. So a couple interesting facts about ox, oxen. On his own, an average adult male ox weighs about 2,000 pounds. <laughs> a really heavy one weighs as much as my car, which is about 3,000 pounds. But on average, they're about 2,000 pounds. And on their own, they can pull about that much weight, 2,000 pounds. But if you put two oxen together, they can pull more than 10,000 pounds, which is of course more than double their combined weight. So one ox, 2,000 pounds, two oxen, 10,000 pounds or more. And this is of course a metaphor for our lives, right? As people of faith, we believe that we go through our lives yoked to Christ. He helps us carry our burdens. And when we remember this and lean into this, that we are with him and he is with us, life is easier. It's easier than when we try to do it all on our own. Jesus says that with him, the burden of what we carry is light. The yoke is easy. Well, in ancient times, the word yoke had another meaning. It had to do with which rabbi you were following. So a rabbi's yoke was his particular interpretation of the Torah. Different rabbis had different understandings of how to interpret the scripture, just like today. Different preachers have different understandings of the scripture and different interpretations. And these rabbis had different lists of what was allowed and what was not allowed. So take the Sabbath, for example, one rabbi would say, you can walk as far as your neighbor's house, but if you walk any farther than that, you're violating the Sabbath. So you can walk down the street, but you can't go all the way to Starbucks. Another rabbi might say, no, you can go that far, but there were other things that you were not allowed to do. So generally speaking, the yokes, the lists of what you could and could not do was very difficult to follow exactly. Yet Jesus here is saying that his yoke, his interpretation of the Torah was easy. So this doesn't mean that he had a shorter list of what you could and couldn't do. Jesus wasn't like that easy teacher that everybody hopes for who doesn't assign too much homework, not at all. In many ways, Jesus was like the hardest teacher at school because we remember, right? Jesus said things like, you've heard it said, you shall not murder. But I say, if you're even angry at your brother or sister, you are guilty. You've heard it said, don't commit adultery. But I say, if you even look at a woman lustfully, you have committed adultery with her in your heart. And then he said, you have heard it said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies pray for those who persecute you. In many ways, the teachings of Jesus was much harder. He raised the level of difficulty. So why then would Jesus say his yoke is easy when clearly his teachings were not easy at all? 
Well, it has to do with how different Jesus was from the Pharisees. They had a very rigid and strict interpretation of the law and placed a heavy burden on people. And as we know, Jesus had a problem with this. And so here in this passage, Jesus is saying, I'm not like the Pharisees. I am not heavy handed. And as he says here, I am gentle, humble in heart. His yoke is easy because of who he is. He doesn't lay heavy burdens on us. And he's revealing to us a God who is gentle, kind-hearted, even humble. These are words of a compassionate Jesus speaking to a burdened and weary people. Which at times is all of us, right? It's part of the human experience. We are still in a pandemic and I think all of us are weary, right? Can I get an amen? And we're weary of the drought, wildfires, of the changing climate, what to do about it. And for most of us, as our own Pren Knowlton once wisely said, the biggest burdens, the biggest battles we face for most of us, they lie inside of us. To weary and burden people everywhere. Jesus offers here what we all desperately need. Literally, we are an exhausted people. According to the CDC, one third of the US population is not getting enough sleep on a regular basis. The WHO has declared sleep deprivation an epidemic in industrialized nations. We are an exhausted people. There are probably lots of reasons for this, but my point in bringing it up is simply to say, if you struggle to get a good night's sleep, if you are exhausted, know that you are not alone, not at all. We're made to rest. Jesus invites us to do so with him, but it's not always that easy. Our minds are busy. They've been compared to monkeys swinging from tree to tree, hard to settle down. And it can be hard to step away from whatever our work is. We might think of rest as a practice, as a spiritual discipline, perhaps. Sabbath keeping is one way to practice rest. And of course, this too is hard for many of us. A few years ago, I was in a spiritual direction training program. And part of our homework for this two-year program was to take one day a month for full Sabbath rest. It was the hardest thing in the world to plan because we had to go somewhere away out of our house to be alone. And while it was very hard to plan, I will tell you, it was one of the most impactful assignments I've ever been given. Some, say, some days I went over to the Sarah Retreat Center in Malibu, it's a monastery. Um, other times I go to the beach for the day or just on a long hike. I'd always leave my phone in the car, that was key. And I just spend the day in prayer, taking in the creation, sometimes journaling, meditating, taking a nap. And here's the thing, I always came home refreshed, really refreshed. But the truth is, since that time, 
I've struggled to keep Sabbath as a regular practice. I blamed it on being a pastor. Sunday's my work day. Saturdays, I'm usually getting ready for Sunday. But that's just an excuse. It's hard for me to step away. But Jesus here in this passage invites us to do so because I think he knows that we need it. And it, this invitation that he gives demands a response from us. We uh, recently got a wedding invitation in the mail and we have this little card, RSVP card to respond with. And the two boxes say, one, wouldn't miss it for the world. And the other, of course, regretfully decline. Wouldn't miss it for the world. That is, I think, what Jesus is hoping we will say with his invitation. But it's hard to receive, isn't it? Because it's asking of us to make, make room for something that in our culture is not valued at all, which is ceasing from activity, from work, putting the to-do list to the side, inviting stillness, silence, solitude. But in my own journey, these are the practices, as difficult as they are, these are the practices that wake us up to the Lord's presence, that help us feel the strength of the one that we are yoked to. Think of that image of the oxen. Jesus says, come and rest with me because he knows that we are weary, burdened, and he reveals to us a God who wants to transform us so that we can be a part of transforming the world. Well, people flocked to Jesus because of what they hoped that he would do for them. Maybe today there's something specific that you hope Jesus will do for you. Or maybe there's nothing specific. But as we think about this invitation for Jesus, maybe you want to take some time today for true Sabbath rest, maybe outside or somewhere in your home. A friend of mine has a prayer chair. It's a chair that's just set aside for her prayers. I have a prayer blanket placed on my floor where I pray and meditate each morning. I know some of you take prayer walks. Some of you listen to devotional podcasts. There are, of course, an endless amount of ways to receive this gift, this invitation to turn toward God and receive the rest that we need. But for us today, I just want to invite us to consider how are we responding to this invitation? As we read the news and as we listen to other people's lives and deal with our own struggles, I'm convinced that the world needs us to receive this invitation so that we are replenished and renewed so that we can rise up to bring forth the kingdom of God as Christ calls us to do, to bring forth a world with more justice and with more peace. So in a moment, we're gonna enter our reflection time as we always do after the sermon for just three minutes. And I wanna invite us into a time of just practicing 
resting together in God's presence. So today there's no question, there's nothing to do, nothing to think about or even to reflect upon. The only thing to do is to give yourself permission to rest, to rest in God's presence. So one way to do this is by focusing on your breath, imagining, visualizing that in every breath that we take, God is pouring his love, his power into us. If your mind is busy, you might count your breaths. You might remember who it is that God says that you are, that you are enough just as you are, that you are loved, accepted, welcomed just as you are, and that you are always, always yoked to the powerful, loving presence of Jesus. Maybe you want to imagine yourself as an oxen yoked to Jesus. So sit comfortably in your chair, close your eyes if you like, just soften your gaze. Maybe take a deep breath in through your nose and open your mouth, let it go. Let's be in silence together, resting in the presence of God. And then in a couple moments, a couple minutes, Jeff will lead us back with some music. <laughs> 